Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. This is our last um, new episode of the year. It is Season 3, Episode 52, which makes the math really easy. Yeah. One a week, which we um, I feel like we killed it, especially the first half of the year. We were really cranking out a lot of episodes. That might have been because we didn't have a whole lot to do. Well, we had a lot to do. We just we didn't have any conflicts. Like Normally, when we're trying to record... One of us is on vacation, or one of us is out of town, on work, at a conference or something, and there was none of that. Like, our calendars were, like, wide open, and um, that helped. Yeah, that's true. I mean, now I'm getting doubled and triple booked, so. Right, yeah. Hey, this episode, as always, brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. And you can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. You can follow us on Twitter, EMI underscore research, or IntelliCast1. And you can look us a voicemail. You can text us at 13-401-5463. Should be a short episode, but we say that sometimes, and who knows what will happen. But not a lot of news to cover, and we don't have a guest. So we're just going to kind of cover some recent stuff and, and prepare for next year, I guess. I think so. All right. Well, what should we lead off with? Well, we are about to lead into the holiday season um, with that. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a couple of our best of episodes coming up. So, Brian, you and I get a little break. Yep, and I think they're good. I know what they are. So hopefully when people are out and about, they can, if you haven't listened to them, that'd be great to listen to them. Yeah, I think they would enjoy them. We're going to profile some of our more memorable interviews and segments from the year. So we're going to have three of them. They'll be coming up over the week before Christmas and the week between Christmas and New Year's. So stay tuned for those. My favorite may be the Shannon Frazier and Mary Draper combo interview where we talked about um, Publix. It, it did start that new, the new P. So, yeah. Yeah, my one of my 2021 goals is to have someone from Publix on the podcast. So... Cross your fingers. I think we can make that happen. I, the harder one is to try to get Mary on one of their commercials. Yes. Yeah. That's a little tougher. Yeah. So um, you want to go into a marketing insights marketing day recap? Yeah. You you were on a panel and um, Adam Jolly led the panel, but you were on it along with me. And what's his name was on it as well? Jeffrey Hazlett. That's not the one to forget. I know. Who's a big deal. Um, yeah. How was it? Uh, the panel was great. Um, it was very lively in the chat, uh, which w- it was considerably for most of the day, but I think it was a little more lively. Our panel was at the end of the day. Yeah, last thing. We had it by different perspectives. So we had Z pres- kind of talking from the individual brand perspective. I was on there talking about it from a company brand perspective with our podcast here. And then we had Jeffrey Hazlett from C-Suite Network talking about kind of taking it to the next level with with um, joining podcast networks and monetizing it. And it was moderated by former Poll Party host and former Intellicast host, Adam Jolly, who kind of has kind of brought both perspectives to it, both the personal and the brand perspective. Right. It was a really good conversation. Yeah, I watched it. It was cool to hear um, as being on a podcast. It was cool to see you and see Adam, who obviously know and have worked with for a long time. And then have a ton of respect for Z, who's just an industry thought leader. She has a great podcast voice, by the way. Um, she was 
she was built to do a podcast or do something with audio because she has a great kind of a soothing, confident voice. And then um, Jeffrey Hazlett, obviously, I mean, he's a superstar. Got to be one of the top people in America that know things about podcasts. I mean, he's just, that is his whole world as podcasts. So it was cool to see you up there with him, right? Yeah. I think my favorite thing was getting some validation. Yeah. We were talking about how we kind of position ours. And you just see him nodding along and exactly, that's exactly what you do. And I, that felt pretty good. Yeah, because, you know, the first first few episodes, we were just like kind of goofing off, you know, and then we started adding some more strategic marketing elements to it over time. And we've kind of refined that over the years. And I think that um, we have a pretty good niche audience. We have a pretty good routine going. And yeah, agree that um, you have somebody who has built an empire, honestly, on podcasts validating what we're doing. Um, that's really good to hear. Well, um, especially because, you know, we're this is the last episode of season three. So, you know, if we didn't know what we're doing by now, we're, we're just talking to ourselves maybe. Right. They did. We did give some tips too. So uh, people asked like, how do you keep going? Um, your formats, things like that. So we got into some like behind the scenes details too. Going a little bit behind the scene of the panel, you mentioned Z. She was showing off her new mic yeah. just prior to us going. Cause she said she just got it. So it was a snowball, I think, one of those yeah. ones. And it's a higher end mic. So, and it, it you could see it in the comments that people were like, oh, love the mic. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot on Zoom calls lately that people have really invest, made investments on audio and video equipment at home, um, which, you know, I expect that trend to kind of continue. Maybe some Christmas gifts or during the next few weeks, people will invest in improving their home office situation because who knows when we'll be back. At least, you know, well, today is the day the vaccine's rolling up, but it could be, you know, six, I don't know, six to 12 months before things get even close back to normal. But um, yeah, so it's now the time to invest in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have a couple different mic with mic stand arm options sitting in my Google or in my Amazon, like, save for later list yeah that i'm watching like oh when do i pull the trigger on this because i could just anchor it to my desk and just swing it in and out when i need it that is if i'm here much longer i might have to do that because my desk is getting very crowded yeah yeah i have to clean up my work home work situation i also have a, i've got into a routine on fridays where i i turn off my camera uh, unplug my secondary monitor to kind of one way i kind of get away from work a little bit is that I turn all that off as much, as best I can. I haven't gotten to the point where I close my laptop and get it away, but that, that'll be the next kind of level of <laughs> separation, I guess. See, I, I have my setup in my office, and when I'm done, I close the door. And I yeah. leave. And it's on a part of the house that you literally it have to make a point walking to it. Right. Unless I'm going to the kid's toy room, which I try not to make a point of going in there because normally I can't see the carpet. So, yeah. It helps make a delineation. By the way, there's other good stuff at Insights Marketing Day. If you didn't get to see it, I think that the um, we interviewed Bianca Pryor, who works at PT Networks, and um, Danielle Bluegrind, who works at Roku. And it looks like Dana Rankin, who works at Netflix, um, were all on a panel about entertainment and the time of Corona. But that was really cool. Did you happen to catch that one? I caught most of the panels. 
So that was actually one in my top three, mainly because I love the TV stuff. I've mentioned this several times on here, but in hearing about what they're going through, both on a business level and then the insights level, like Bianca talked about how their more like social awareness, social engagement component is now factoring bigger into their research. It started off like more of a one-off a little bit with some of the events that happened this year, but now they've made a concerted effort to include that as in their research going forward into 2021. Right. They also talked about their, how they're all really busy because they had all of their other, they had most of their research kind of planned out that they need to do for like day-to-day business. And then with the pandemic, they had to adjust and there are things that are getting added. And it's just that they're all swamped with it because they're trying to fulfill these requests that people are having, plus making sure they're getting done what they need to get done. Yeah. That's Um, tough on the brand side. Definitely. Another big thing I got from them and I wrote this down and I actually, I it to you right after was they were talking about the tracking studies um, that it got asked of them like, Hey, we know with these, with big consumer changes and things like that, it's impacted your tracking studies. How are you kind of viewing them? Um, And and surprisingly, they were all kind of in agreement that they all said, Hey, you know what? In the first few months of this, it was kind of shock stand still. All right, what do we do? What do we do? And nothing kind. And then it came to the realization, Hey, we're in what we're in. We just have to continue. And the data is going to be what it's going to be. And, whether we can compare it to last year, probably not because it's going to be a different circumstance, but even going forward, we're going to move forward with it. And if we're back to normal and things, we'll might put an asterisk next to this year's data. So. Yeah. I think a lot of people will consider this like wave zero month zero and just start fresh as it's kind of a new world. Um, hopefully people are and brands. When I say brands and companies, my research are, try to reset their tracking studies and, you know, make them shorter, make them more mobile friendly, make it easier on respondents, redo the questionnaire. Hopefully people are getting that level of strategy around it because it's super important. And now the last six, nine months is really the time to do it. So I'm glad to hear that they've considered that. Yeah. The other piece they kind of talked about was, they got asked like, Hey, how do you bring on new partners during this time? Do you want to just keep the ones you've always worked with or do you go for new ones? And it was kind of an agreement. Um, They're looking for ones that are innovative, that they're going to bring them in if they're innovative or they're going to bring a new tool for their toolbox, but don't just go name drop. They said that's a turnoff for all of them. So I thought that was really interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So some of the other ones, um, Priscilla and Ashley gave a great 30-minute session on getting the most out of virtual events. And I think some of that stuff you can take into any sort of event you go to. So some of the, like the tips they gave was like define your goals going in. So no, hey, I want to go talk to these five people or I want to make sure I do six chats or something like that. Yeah. The other piece, another big one I got of them was the do your homework beforehand. Yeah. I like, I, that seems like such a no brainer, but the fact that I don't think a lot of people do it and they joked about how, like with whether it's virtual or in-person conferences, they'll have 
Priscilla or Ashley or anybody from the Little Bird team will have a spreadsheet of the people, whether it's whether it's just the speakers or people attending. It's their names. It's their LinkedIn. It's the links to their LinkedIn profile. It's their Twitter handles. It's a couple notes, and it's a giant spreadsheet. Yeah. I'm looking at that. I'm like, that is what you need to do, whether it's virtual or not. Well, even if you're, even if you can't get the full list, that is something we should be doing. Yeah, it's you know, I tend to go to these to for the content, right? And so, the thing here's the challenge that I have is that I should treat it like a regular conference. And when you go to a regular conference, you kind of plan on being out for the day. You're not going to bring your laptop into sessions, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You're going to be limited with how often you're checking your email and doing the quote work. Um, I think most people, when they go to these virtual conferences, however, treat it as this, they can multitask, right? And it's background noise. And that's that's the big thing that I've got to change, I think, for next year is that I need to focus and clear out my calendar, um, do my prep, of all right, here's the four meetings or sessions content pieces that I have to go to, and maybe only turn on my email and other times. That's what I need to work on because I find myself just like not focusing sometimes, and that's just the worst. I'm guilty of that too with virtual ones. I will kind of multitask. I I'll be checking email or working on something and kind of half listening. I made a concerted effort this time. I blocked my calendar. I only checked emails during like in between sessions or breaks. And keep in mind, I probably had 70 emails by the end of the day that I had to reply to, but it was good because I was able to absorb the content better. And I was able to get more involved in the session. So not only did I get those insights, but it was kind of expanding my contacts essentially. So I was able to meet up with a couple people who we, Hey, we have the same interest. It somehow came up on the chat and I thought that was it. No way would it have normally come up. And it's the fact that three of us were Toronto Maple Leaf fans on there somehow during, it was during um, Matt's session from green book. He was talking about how he was a hockey fan and somehow the chat got off on everyone attending of who their favorite team was. And there are three of us. And now, Hey, I got three new, I got two new best friends now. Right. One in California, one in the UK, both are big fans. Don't know how that happened. Right. Yeah. That helps when you have creative ways of like having those breakout rooms and topics and get to know you kind of things that really helps. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And part of this too, particularly with this event is the chat wasn't just like going on with the, like speaker, it was almost its own thing. So you were listening and that and being involved in the chat and speaking up in there, asking questions. So it was very interactive and it helped. It made the time actually go by really quick. Like, oh, it's already, this session's done. It's already been 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, kudos to um, the team over there, Priscilla and Ashley and uh, the Little Bird Marketing team who've just emerged as just like, they're everywhere in this industry this year. They've really helped the industry um, have a loud voice and be structured and we needed it this year. So yeah, I'm so happy that they really stepped up and they were, I mean, every conference I was on, they were doing something full of energy. I know they're working long days, long nights. Um, they didn't just wake up that morning and, you know, on, um, it had to be a ton of prep work. So, um, kudos to their team. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to share with you just two more kind of things I wrote down from all of this. Another one was around digital transformation. And really the big thing was, it was a quote that it was treat your social media like a big cocktail party. If you're using it for, that's what you should consider it as. If you're using your social media for selling, make sure you have a clean profile. Like you would clean your house, making sure it's all done, making sure you're on the different like keywords or hashtags that are in topics that you're interested in or want to talk to get involved in that, whether it's leaving comments or things like that. It, that was a, like a big thing for me. I put that, I wrote that down like, Oh, okay. Got it. Right. So a couple of the other ones were really valuable in just reaffirming kind of selfishly what we're doing things like how to use PR. And it was like, Hey, make sure you use like, a targeted mail list. I'm like, check, got that. That was great to see. Val talked about like email, attracting, using better emails to keep your clients. And she was going through some of her profiles, like vampires that just suck your resources or ghosts that de- might download one thing, then disappear. Yeah. Or zombies that are lapsed clients that don't come back. I'm, I'm reading through this. I'm like, hey, these kind of match our client personas too, except we just call them different things. And I was joking in the chat, like, hey, this one we call illusionist. And you would see that pop up. Oh, yeah. Hey, we call it this. We call it that. Nice. Yeah. Um, the last one kind of goes in. My last takeaway was kind of going into our one MRX news story for today. Kristen Lux spoke as well, and during her talk, and it was really about how to grow the bit, grow your business. Um, she announced that her and Jamin had teamed up again for a new endeavor called the Consortium, and it is going a quarterly executive coaching forum where they're going to be talking about how they built up Decipher, um, how they managed through downturns and kept building and things like that, and giving advice. So it seemed really interesting. Yeah. Um, anything Jamin does, I'm intrigued by. And anything Kristen Love does, I'm intrigued by. You put them two together, and it's going to be a hit. And so nice to see them, too, despite kind of, you know, they both kind of position themselves a little bit differently in the industry. And, um, but they're both very, very, very entrepreneurial. So this, I mean, their partnership just makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I'll see. It'll be cool to see what happens with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's kind of my big takeaways from Insights Marketing Day. I mean, I had a lot of fun. I would recommend to anyone who did not attend, um, see if you can go out and get the recordings. I think they're out there. And also, make sure you sign up next year. Um, this is the second year I've gone, and this year was the first presenting. And it is, I still got new things to take away. It's great insights. It's valuable information. It's put best. It's a day to work on your business, not for your business. Yeah, and you know, companies in market research have done such a much better job, so, such a better job um, of marketing. Just a few years ago, we all had bad websites, bad Twitter handles. There was no podcasts. Um, nobody was really good at marketing, but we have really, as an industry, stepped up the game. So encourage your marketing elements to consider that conference next year. Absolutely. Yeah. Moving to our next one, Brian, we have a couple of announcements coming out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Want me to read them? Well, you want to do them? I, I can do them. First up, I uh, want you to, jo- for anyone looking in data quality, be sure to join us on December 16th at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for our new webinar with Sample Chain. It's called Sample Chain and EMI, a conversation on combating fraud. 
Um, Brian, you're going to be talking on that with Amy Carley, as well as Dan and Vignesh from Sample Chain. Yeah, it's always, I always love when we get to partner with other people, because if you aren't aware of Sample Chain, they're just amazing. They're super smart. And um, just talking to them, prepping for this, I've learned a lot. And it's cool to have us, I'm, you know, EMI, we're sample experts, and they're really fraud experts, and kind of combining efforts on this webinar. So I hope that you can join. If not, watch the recording. And um, yeah, love it. Very relevant topic. Link will be in the show notes. And finally, what I mentioned off at the top of the episode is our best of episodes. So I know we talked about a couple of the people coming up. We have another one that focuses on some of our best clips from our data quality series this year, as well as some interviews from Chris Powell of Talmetrics. And I think they're going to be great episodes. Yeah, looking forward to that. I'll, I'll probably listen to them, part of them. You know, I've, I've never listened to an episode, so maybe. Um, that, that would be a first for you. And then I'm going to add a couple more. Go for it. Next year, we'll be talking a little bit about diversity and sampling. We've been doing a lot of work the past few months around the importance of a diverse sample. And then The Wire has an event coming up about it, but I think we're going to take a little bit different approach. So uh, any thoughts on that, reach out to us. Um, and speaking of Wire, I, as always, couldn't recommend any higher. Everyone should join Wire. It's completely free. Um, it's, you don't have to be a woman in research to join. There's tons of males in there as well. And particularly Insights Association, um, how I mentioned that Little Bird Marketing really carried the industry from a kind of a conference and virtual and marketing standpoint. Insights Association really carried the industry from a insights perspective, especially around COVID. And Melanie Courtright, who we've talked about a million times on this show, came in as CEO on January 1st and didn't... No one was thinking that this would be her role this year. And she had to, she led weekly webinars open to the entire industry to talk about this with amazing guests and super relevant. And from a research perspective, this is what we needed because this was something that our industry had never faced before and really America never faced before. Um, how to get through this and what the impact was from all these different perspectives. And so we got our value from the Insights Association by. March of this year. Um, so kudos to that entire team. If you're not a member of Insight Association or if your company isn't, I would highly recommend it and I can send you more information about it. Whew, I just spoke a lot. And one last thing, we need new music for next year, which I can't wait. I, sh I should I have a look at some options. We could have maybe had people vote for it. I want to spend part of the next two weeks thinking of a new opening. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back from this vacation with like three or four for you. Yeah. I have a couple thoughts, and they're going to be all over the board. All Canadian bands. You ruined the surprise. <laughs> nice. Anything else we need to talk about? I don't think so. I think that does it. I think just happy holidays to everybody. Yeah, happy holidays. Um, hope you enjoyed the season this year. We will be back for season four um, in early January. And as always, thanks for listening. Reach out to us if you have any thoughts, questions for guests, segments, anything, because – uh, we try to we'll try to mix it up by next episode with new music and probably some new segments and um, we'll coordinate this with our marketing plan. So who knows what type of topics and and things we'll do. So again, thanks for listening and everyone. As Brian said, have a great holiday.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>